Hi, everyone. I'm Elise Marsh, and I'm your host here on the Perfectly Wonderfully Made podcast. I believe the journey to becoming a parent allows each of us a glimpse into the heart of a creator who so desperately wants you to know just how chosen, designed, called, and beautiful you are. He sees you perfectly, wonderfully made. I want to encourage you today, mamas, that we serve a good God. Sometimes life just doesn't seem fair. I've been reading, well, listening to Melanie Dale's book, It's Not Fair, Learning to Love the Life You Didn't Choose. If you've been through, or maybe you're in a season of your life right now, where life just feels unfair, cruel, or tormenting even, go pick up her book. It's funny. You are going to laugh, and maybe you won't take yourself so seriously. And maybe, you guys, just a little piece of your heart will begin to heal. I know many of us have walked through what we call these wilderness seasons, these dry, desperate, life-threatening seasons. Those of us who put our faith in the Lord expect God to show up and move in a way that we can predict. Sometimes he does those things and meets our expectations, like when Elijah in 1 Kings 18 wins the showdown on Mount Carmel and the false prophets of Baal were defeated. We see the Lord act in a mighty way to declare his sovereignty over man-made idols the Israelites built. Other times, our God doesn't take away our painful experience and we are left wondering, What in the world is the God we know to be good up to? I want to encourage you today to let the Lord lead you in the season you are in. He may not change your circumstance, but he can be trusted to gently and lovingly draw near to you when you ask him to. He will lead you. You are so loved, my friends. There is nothing that will ever separate you from the love our Father has for us. If you feel far from him today, ask him to come close. And I'm believing that even in these moments, you will feel him near. Friends, I attended three births in the last seven days and also managed to teach a class at the hospital as well. It was nuts. A solid nap, a visit to my chiropractor, a pedicure, and all of that combined, I go from feeling like a crazed zombie wolverine post-birth hangover to a zen yogi master. I will say, it does feel pretty amazing to start out my birth work for 2018 with such incredible couples. I just loved getting to know these families. The culmination of love and euphoria in the room when a baby is born is just remarkable. It never gets old. All that hard work pays off in just moments. I've got the next wave of birth clients brewing, and I've heard, you guys, that we have a full moon coming on Wednesday this week. It will feature a total lunar eclipse or a blood moon. I don't fully understand all of that, but you know, it does sound pretty cool, if you ask me. So I'm gearing up for Wednesday, friends. Let's just say that. Pray for me, you guys. Today on the show, I chat with my friend Erin Tangent. I met Erin this last fall when we went to Malibu, the Young Life Camp in Canada for Women's Weekend. Erin is one of those fun moms. You know the kind of mom I'm talking about. The kind of mom that is up for adventure at any time, loves to be creative, and has a passion for learning. She has been married to her husband, Sean, for 22 years. They have two kids, ages 9 and 11. Erin and her husband, Sean, have been in full-time ministry for 15 years with Young Life. Isn't that amazing? Gosh, it's so cool. We chat about homeschooling, big moves, having babies, and a life in ministry as a mama. I can't wait for you guys to get to know my friend Erin. Okay, Erin, thank you so much for coming to my house in the cabin and recording with me. This is super fun. I love it. The cabin is great. That's awesome. Okay, where are your kids right now? Kids are at home with dad. 
Oh, awesome. Yeah. Sean's yeah. rocking it. He is. He was able to come home and finish a project, getting uh, ready for Christmas presents. So, oh, yeah. young, are you? Young Life Christmas presents. Okay. So what does that look like for you guys? I'm sure that's like a lot of work. I can imagine. It's a lot of work. We have a lot of leaders. So, I mean, for this project specifically, he's handmaking them a pretty special thing. So Ooh. I don't want to give it away. That's so fun. Will you guys do a big party with everyone? Yeah. Yeah. We keep outgrowing our space. So now we're going to be at um, a big space and it's going to be a big party. Fun. Yeah. When's the party? Uh, this Sunday. Oh, so you like yeah. got to get cracking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like working on it. Yep. yep. Oh, fun. Do you guys do a big like Christmas club with the kids? Yeah. There's a big area club and they'll have all kinds of, you know, caroling and games and fun stuff and probably some messy games of course yeah Yeah. I feel like I missed out on a lot of that because I never did like young life club like through the year I always just went to camp because I was at Cascade and so we didn't have club there and so I feel like I missed out on like all the fun you're never too old don't worry I know you know you can come back I can come back (laughs) awesome (laughs) I'm so excited yeah okay so Erin tell us what your life looks like right now Erin Tangent, what does your life look like? Life is pretty great. Um, I uh, homeschool our kids, 9 and 11, and that's kind of a new thing for us. We're on year three, and it's going pretty good. And so we spend a lot of time together every day, in fact. Every day? What do you know? And every evening (laughs) and every night. So, (laughs) But it's fun. They're fun to hang out with. And um, so we do a lot of... um, out and about kind of learning, a lot of hands-on learning, and then we just like to sit on our couch and read really awesome books and all that good stuff too. It's just so fun. Okay, so winter in Washington, it's usually rainy and cold and like dark. So does that affect you guys at all as far as like your outdoor adventures and your outdoor learning, or do you just kind of roll with it? Well, I think we're all pretty fair weather people. So we did a lot of outdoor school this fall, mm-hmm. just catching in on all those um, sunny days, sunny days, and taking advantage of them, knowing that we might be, you know, inside all winter like last year. Mm-hmm. So um, we're finally kind of getting back into the groove of being home and getting us some good books and stuff like that. But we've had a lot of field trips in the last uh, couple months. Oh, good. That's which. What's been your favorite one so far? Gosh. Um, I don't know. There's been a lot. Um, we've done fun things in Gig Harbor. We've done, Ooh. we went and visited the Hobbit House up in Port Angeles. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Port Orchard, maybe. Whatever one's closer. I know. I always get those confused. I think it's Port Orchard. <laughs> yeah. Port Orchard. So there was, that was fun. We're big Hobbit fans. So really? literally a Hobbit house. Wow. Yeah. So you guys read the book, saw the movie. For sure. All of that. Multiple times. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So if you are a fan of The Hobbit, does that mean you're a fan of The Lord of the Rings? For sure. For sure. Okay. <laughs> all right. It's, it's, I'm all, it's all Sean's doing, but we all hopped on board. So, it's so a family, funny. yeah, family love affair with all that good stuff. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. So tell us, how did you meet Sean? Oh, how did you fall in so, love with this man? So fun. So we met at a um, water ski camp. For Young Life. Which is so cool. I mean, you have to say, like, so that's cool. pretty cool. Oh, my gosh. Who does that? Do they still do water ski camp? No, nobody's crazy enough to do it. Oh, but I would love something <laughs> like that. Sumner Young Life, back in the 90s, was crazy. And <laughs> they did water ski camp. It was Steve Alsup. It was. <laughs> he did love boating. So that was his boat. It was pretty fun. But um, we went to... Um, the Columbia River and had a big water ski camp and uh, Sean wasn't really on my radar screen at that point and um, but he came and uh, the way that he loves to tell it especially is that um, my ex-boyfriend threw me in the water. <laughs> did he did that really happen? It really happened. Okay. Freezing cold Columbia. Yeah because I'm like Columbia River is gonna in be May. chilly. Yes in May. It was chilly. Um, and then Sean, just knight in shining armor, just rescued me and pulled me out. Wow. So and he like jumped in and saved you. He did. He did. Wow. Like Baywatch style. Totally. I'm thinking the water was only three feet deep, but oh, it was still really nice of him. <laughs> he saw his opening and went oh, yeah. for it. <laughs> he was going to snatch that. Yep. So he likes to tell it that I did a mermaid style hair flip. 
Slow motion, I'm sure. I'm sure. Sun coming down, all that oh, good yeah. stuff. Yeah. You so, were glowing. Yes, apparently. He was pretty smitten after that. And um, we spent the whole rest of the trip just chatting and um, taking long walks on the beach and just really in our own little world. And we just um, spent the entire time. We had to get pulled away a couple times from leaders like, okay, you guys. <laughs> You're too close. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. And uh, so about a week later, he asked me to go out. Oh. And um, how old were you? 15. 15. Yeah. Okay. And we got married four years later on that same day. And wow. the rest is history. Okay. So you get married like super young. We did. Was Sean um, 19 as well? No, he was uh, 21. Okay. So we're 19 and 21. And um, I think God just knew. I got a lot to accomplish through you two. And you got to do some growing up together. Yeah. Once you're on the same page, and it's going to take a while to get you there. So we needed wow. a lot of time to, you know, totally be on board with all the things that he's had us go through. So wow, yeah, that's kind a- of kind of fun. That's amazing. How long have you guys been married? Twenty-one years. Twenty-one years. I feel like you're like not old enough for that, Erin. <laughs> I like to tell people I got married at twelve. <laughs> I'm like, you're not old enough for that. Yeah, it's it's weird to say it because that is mm-hmm. that's a while. Um, yeah, so you've been through some seasons for sure in life and marriage and everything. Yeah, most of them at this point. So that's what's bizarre. Yeah, it's been fun though. Yeah. So what do you, at what point did you guys like decide you wanted to have kids? Was that always kind of like on the table for you or at what point did that conversation come up? Well, you know, anybody that's in high school and together for a while, yeah. all your friends are always speculating when you're going to get married and when you're going to have kids and all right. that kind of stuff. And Sean and I knew we were going to get married, but we just both had this um, answer that t- 10 years, give us 10 years. 10 years. Okay. And then we'll have kids. So we spent 10 years just doing a lot of, you know, traveling and building businesses and doing all kinds of fun stuff. And um just really enjoying life. Um, a lot of volunteer stuff through those years. And, um, you know, and then finally at about the 10 year mark, I just kind of realized like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Your little alarm bells going off. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So fun. Okay. So how did you tell him you were pregnant? Well, um, you know, most people would probably sit down and kind of plan that out together. But um, I figured, well, we've been saying 10 years long enough, so he knows. He knows it's coming. So I didn't tell him, but I quit taking the pill. And um, that's pretty ballsy of you. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. How many surprises are but, there out yeah. there in life? Really? Yeah, not a whole lot. Yeah. So, you know, 10 years, um, quit taking the pill. And I think I must have been very fertile because I got pregnant like in a month. Wow. And, so uh, that was kind of shocking, but um, I figured it would take a while with being, right, you know, on the pill for 10 years. Yeah. So, um, so I just, it was kind of getting close to Christmas and I just thought, I think I can wait. I think I can tell him at Christmas. It's just, so hard. It was really hard. Just my doctor and I knew and that was it. And So you were like, were you going to appointments by yourself, like in the beginning, or how far along were you before he actually found out you were pregnant? I think I probably heard from the doctor when I was about maybe eight weeks or something. Oh yeah, and so that's a, a fair amount. Yeah, and so I think by the time I told him, I was only like ten weeks. So, so you're almost like whole first trimester. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. done. Yep. Oh my gosh, yep. that would have been like I feel like kind of hard. Like, to, were, did you have morning sickness at all or anything? Not at like, that point. I felt totally fine. Exactly the same as I always had. Oh, that's um, pretty great. Just, just harboring this little secret. <laughs> yes. I'm like, you guys, I feel like when I get pregnant, it's like instantly I'm blowed and my boobs just blow up. Like, there's no <laughs> hiding anything. Like, I remember my friends like, oh, gosh. Like, <laughs> your boobs are huge. Oh, <laughs> like, okay, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I remember, so that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It. Um, I just really didn't. I didn't have a whole lot to hide at that point, so I don't think it was um, 
too hard, but it was yeah. really fun just to know that I was just going to give him the surprise of a lifetime on Christmas. That's so fun. Yeah. Okay, so what was that like telling him? Did you like, how did you tell him on Christmas? Well, um, in true Young Life fashion, he was dressed up in a Santa outfit on Christmas, even though it's just him and I <laughs> at our house. just like in his Santa suit. He's a youth pastor. What can I say? Yeah. Don't they all have, you know, they whole... all have Santa suits. Yes. We do have a Santa suit at See? our house too. So we yep. can relate. It's like a prerequisite. So he was, um, he was dressed up. It was Christmas Eve. We had just exchanged gifts. He's like, Hey babe. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, okay, I have one last present for you. And he thought he knew what it was. And so he's starting to tear into it. And, um, when he opened it, he was kind of surprised. He didn't really understand what he was looking at, but I had, um, put the pregnancy test on a cute little baby washcloth. Oh. And so he opened it and it's a positive pregnancy test and he looks at it and he looks at me and he just kind of looks at me and he goes, he's like, so you're ready to start trying? (laughs) And I think I just got a huge Cheshire cat smile and he just, you know, you could tell that it was starting to make sense to him. And he says, wait, what? You're pregnant? You're seriously pregnant? And so then he just starts, he grabs me, he starts jumping up and down, you know, hugs and kisses, and here's Santa jumping up and down yeah. with me. So fun. I can just so see pretty. it all in my mind. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. Okay, so what was kind of that first pregnancy like for you guys? Well, it was pretty easy. Um, I love being pregnant. I know that's not um, everybody's a uh, lot, but it was mine and I'm so grateful. And um, it was just a really fun time. I had um, not a lot of symptoms. I was nauseous for a few months, but nothing horrible, never threw up. Um, That's nice. Yeah, it was. I did a lot of traveling for my work. And so I continued to do everything I needed to do. And I worked up until the very last day. So that was that was great. And I just still felt good all the way through the end. Um, I had done a little too much yoga. And so my, um, you know, your tendons get extra stretchy. And so I had kind of gone a little too far with that. And so I had sore hips, but you know, that's, that's not terrible. No, that's pretty good. Yeah. So where did you uh, plan to have your first baby? Well, everything was pretty planned out. We had, um, we had everything scheduled at um, the hospital. It was all, you know, just seemed pretty, pretty textbook. We right. loved our ob- um, obstetrician and he, you know, always delivered at the same place. And so that was all kind of planned out. And we had done all the birthing classes and um, my best friend was pregnant at the same time. Oh, fun. And yeah, and we were, we thought we were about three weeks apart. As it turned out, our girls are two days apart. Oh, wow. That's fun. Yeah. So we had a great time just um, being pregnant at the same time, both having girls. And it was just a really special thing. Yeah. Um, her pregnancy was not pleasant. And so I just always felt so bad for her because here I'm just enjoying this, right. you know, everything about it. And um and I just, uh, her abdomen split. Oh. Yeah. That's not, no not fun. Not good. Yeah. So oh. that was, that was a rough one. But, um, so everything went really great. And, um, we just, uh, we just kind of enjoyed that time that we knew that was that last little chunk of time before we were going to, right. you know, life was going to be forever different. So we did right. the, the baby moon and we <laughs> got the nursery already yeah. and did all that kind of good stuff. And, um, we thought that we were going to have her, well, we didn't know exactly, you know, when she was going to arrive, right. but then we found out that my doctor was going to go on vacation. Uh-huh. And so we kind They of, do that. They ugh, do that. So frustrating. So I'm always telling people, okay, when you first get pregnant, ask the person you want to see, like, hey, do you have any vacations planned, like, yeah. around when I might be due? Yeah, like, exactly on my due date. <laughs> right, right. So, um, yeah, he was leaving, I think, pretty much on my due date. And so we decided to induce a couple days early. And um, that was kind of a disaster. So um, when we went into the hospital to go get, you know, the induction pills, Cytotec, I think they gave you, we were all ready and excited and, you know, just planning on 
coming home with the baby and right. all of that. And we go in, take the pills. They kind of dismiss you for a couple hours. So we went out to breakfast, hung out, came back in, and they checked me and like nothing. Not yeah. dilated, not effaced, nothing. Oh, so, it's your first baby, though. I yeah, mean, yeah. and you're early. Like, yeah. that's so early. Your body yeah. is just not ready. No, not a good plan. Not a good plan at all. Hindsight, I would have just let her come in her own time. Right. But um, first baby seems convenient. Schedule right. induction, sure. So we went in, um, we went back in sat in the hospital for a few hours, continued to monitor me, nothing. So we ended up um, just, you know, going home that night without a baby. And So I'm that's awesome. They just sent you home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my, my body just had no, nothing going on. So um, they gave me a couple of Ambien, said get a couple nights good sleep. And yeah, um, good for you. Get some sleep. Yes. Yes. So we went home. Um, we, my best friend and I went shopping the next day, like all day at Babies R Us and helped her get the last bit of stuff she needed and walked, walked, walked everywhere we could and um, ate a lot, ate spicy food, all that good stuff Mm -hmm. and still nothing. So um, finally the next day comes, we do the whole same thing again. Get up, go to the hospital, get Cytotec, take it, go out to breakfast, (laughs) all deja vu. (laughs) Except this time sitting in Denny's waiting for my pancakes to come, and my water breaks. Oh, that's exciting. It's very exciting. You're like, yes, yes, yes. Oh, wait. (laughs) Were you feeling like crampy at that point or not at all? I don't think so. I think it was just completely shocking. Wow. Yep. But um, I had, you know, spent so many hours reading on everything on, you know, Mm -hmm. Baby Center on the web. And (laughs) in those days, that's probably the only one that was out there. Right. And um, so I had a little backpack ready to go with a whole change of clothes and stuff. And so I kind of excused myself and Sean got our food to go and I went and changed. <laughs> and he picked gotta me go. up. <laughs> yeah, I still needed breakfast. I'm a pregnant yeah. woman. I got to eat. Yeah. So uh, we went back to the hospital. Sure enough, things are starting to move. So they get me all hooked up. They let me eat my breakfast, which was great. Yeah. And... Um, so things kind of progress. Um, labor really picked up when they gave me Pitocin. I think yeah. that um, happened pretty quick. And uh, those labor pains are pretty awful and pretty fast yeah, and intense. And so up came all of my breakfast. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. I hadn't puked at all during my pregnancy, just oh. when I was in the, you know, delivery room. So... Um, which ended up to be good because I had a nurse that was terrible. And uh, with it being my first baby, I didn't think about the fact that I could just say I wanted somebody different. Right. And so um, I had uh, been throwing up several times and she was kind of running to assist me and she just was a little too slow. And <laughs> You're like, come on. Yeah. I need something to puke into. And so... Um, it just ended up that I puked all over her. And it was such a godsend, though, because she just left and never came back. <laughs> really? Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. Yeah. I know. I'm always telling my clients or just people in my classes or whoever, it's like, okay, you guys, if you get a nurse or a staff member that you're just not, like, jiving with, like, you don't have this strong connection with, like, that's okay. It's okay. You're not going to love everybody. And that's just how it is sometimes. And if... If you are really not connecting, like go ask for someone else and just say, hey, you know, we're just not really seeing eye to eye. Is there any way we could be assigned, you know, another nurse or another staff member? Um, and and likely if if you don't like her, she probably doesn't like you either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's probably not your fan either. Probably and is like, not. yes, you yep. know, I am relieved of my duty. Yeah. So just do everyone a favor and, you know, try to kind of really get yourself paired with someone that you really connect with because you only get to do this once yeah yeah so yeah, important it, it was great though it it definitely worked out because she left and then <laughs> heaven sent angel came and helped me so oh yay it was great yeah the next nurse that came in just we clicked right away and she just actually helped me have a productive labor which was 
great. That's uh, so awesome. Explained things differently and gave me just, it was amazing how her technique was so different than yeah. the nurse before her. It, it really is. Like your nurse kind of makes or breaks it sometimes for you, especially if it's just you and your husband in the room or your partner, whoever, yeah. Yeah. you know, having those nurses out there that just truly love their jobs and truly are compassionate and truly just want this to be the best experience for you right? are just, oh my gosh. I mean, they're worth their weight in gold. Yes. You know, they're so... Just a just a godsend for sure. Mm-hmm. So I'm so glad yeah. that nurse number two was a yes. winner. Yes. Nurse somewhere, number one exited. <laughs> nurse number two was great. Awesome. So yeah, so that worked out good. And um, I think probably by the time I got to a five, they let me have an epidural. I mm-hmm. really wanted an epidural. Mm-hmm. And again, baby number one. Yeah. Not having a whole lot of knowledge under my belt. I thought I did. Right. But um, so I was looking forward to the epidural. And once I got that, yes, everything was much easier, but much longer. Right. And so things slowed way down, which is kind of good. Got to rest and stuff. Um, Pushing became more challenging because you don't totally can't feel what you're doing. Yeah. But um, but it, it Labor was long, I think about 14 hours, and I was kind of feeling like I was at the end of my rope. And But that's not bad. Just like 14 hours for an induction in your first baby. That's pretty good, Erin. Good. That's pretty good. Most good. inductions are like 48 hours. Oh, boy. Well, yeah. maybe because it was the second yes. <laughs> round of induction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, round two. So that's yeah. great. Yeah. So um, I had a lot of back labor, which was very unpleasant. Oh. And... Uh, I think, you know, you can just hear that little phrase back labor and it doesn't mean anything to you unless you've experienced, experienced it. it. And then you just um, feel for every single person that you've ever <laughs> heard yeah. go through that. But, um, and lucky enough, I had that my second time around too. So oh. um, apparently that's just the way my body's designed or my babies like to come down, <laughs> come down that direction or something. But um, so yeah, the epidural really helped, um, 14 hours of labor and it just, um, it's all a little bit of a blur, you know, at this point, yeah. but I do remember that kind of towards the end when I just was feeling like there is no pushing left in me. Yeah. Um, my doctor just said, you know, I think if we just do the vacuum, right, she's right here. If we just do the vacuum, we can just get her right through. And I think it will you know, be the answer. And it sounded a little scary. I really hadn't done a whole lot of research on that at that point, but I really trusted him. And so um, sure enough, on the next push, he just had the vacuum all positioned and she just popped right out. Wow. Praise God. It was all over with. That's awesome. Yep. And I'm kind of, um, I'm, I do not like, uh, blood and guts and that kind of stuff. (laughs) Definitely not a let me see the mirror kind of person during birth. And um, so I had requested that they kind of, you know, clean her up a little before they gave her to me so that um, I could really enjoy, you know, that that first uh, moment and that first look. And so that was um, really special. It was just Sean and I. I did not want anybody else in the room. And um, it was really neat, uh, you know, bonding thing of course because yeah. we had just it's just been us for so long yeah um and we were so looking forward to adding this sweet little thing to our lives so pretty fun so awesome yeah. so okay so you have this new little baby was that an easy transition for you guys or a harder transition because you had so long together just being married before you added children mm-hmm. to your family or was it just smooth kind of into the baby years with your first one Well, I remember that at the beginning, we had decided um, that I would be able to stay home and just work from home Mm -hmm. after she was born. So that part was great. I really enjoyed being able to be home. And um, the the transition, though, from having this, you know, life all to myself to having now this life totally dependent on me. It was, it was good. It was, um, I know we had a lot of people rallying around us. And so we had a constant, you know, steady stream of people coming to visit and Mm -hmm. bring us things. And that was great. But I remember being so surprised at how much work a baby was. (laughs) It's just something you can't understand until you are in it. And I had done a lot of babysitting through the years, but gosh, when there's just no giving that kid back, I mean. Yeah. 
<laughs> it is a it is it is crazy and she wasn't just a you know super easy baby so I think it um at about three weeks I just was really really kind of even unsure of if I'm doing things right because mm-hmm. like this baby just cries a lot like <laughs> you I can't do anything and it just was really challenging and then um I just read a book, Baby Whisperer, mm. and um, that just revolutionized the... Tracy Cog, right? I think so. Tracy Cog, The Secrets of the Baby Whisperer? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good awesome. one. Awesome. I need to get that for one of my new mama friends. That's a great book. Yeah. And um, so that was just great. That really, I just followed what the book said, and uh, that changed the trajectory of, of our family, I really think. That was wow. so great. And... Um, so things got a lot better after that. We started to get some little semblance of, you know, a schedule and a life mm-hmm. and, and all of that. And um, But as far as there being three of us compared to two, I think we just were so ready for it. And yeah. we, we had just for so long kind of planned that out yeah. that that just was, there wasn't a lot of um, mourning our old life or anything right. like that. We just were really excited for this next stage. So cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so what was it like being pregnant with um, your son, Asher? That was a total whirlwind because now I've got a, you know, one and a half year old Mm -hmm. underfoot. Um, We had decided to move out of state. And so we had just gone through a remodel. And so having, you know, that combination of things and then getting our house on the market and uh, planning to relocate out of state and setting everything up for that. It was, uh, I think being pregnant was just the least of my worries. And again, I had a really, another really easy pregnancy, a lot of nausea, but that really was the worst of it. Yeah. And um, so it just flew by. I mean, when you're moving and you're, you know, eight months pregnant, it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting <laughs> and packing. Yes, and yeah, boxes <clears throat> everywhere. I can only imagine. Yeah, yeah. So that was um, that was that was good. It was really fun. We were really excited to be moving to California from, um, you know, from the drizzly Northwest mm-hmm. to um, to Northern California, and so we're pretty excited. And I think that was the overwhelming part of it. Is it yeah. overwhelming in a good way? because we were just so excited for a transition. And um, and so uh, we knew Asher was going to be born in California. And, um, but again, okay, so now I'm, you know, baby number two. I'm not right. overly concerned with a hospital or a doctor or birth plan or all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. I just figure I did it once, so I'll go do it again. Mm-hmm. And um, we had kind of bigger things on the on the agenda, like finding a house. <laughs> Where are we going to put yes. this baby? Will we be bringing this new little baby home to a guest room that we're all sharing at our new friend's house? Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Not a friend's new house, but our new friend's house. <laughs> we just met you. Now there's four of us. Hey, <laughs> we're moving on in. Yep. Sorry about the infant that cries all the time. Whoops. So, um, but God is so good. And mm-hmm. he just blessed us with an awesome, um, awesome house to rent that was just such a really, it just was a beautiful house. And um big and just so much more than we expected That's and awesome. um, people just rallied came helped us uh, met the moving trucks helped move us in these were just all new friends it was that young life safety net that is just uh it's just a strong net and I'm just so grateful and um all these new friends just came and helped us and had my fridge packed with meals all the time and it was pretty pretty amazing so um I had sent out an odd prayer request of, um, please let this baby be late, which was <laughs> kind of ironic because, you know, well, nobody wants her baby to be late, but right. it was a really hot, smoky summer in Sacramento and um, like triple digit hot. Wow. So it was, um, you know, it was just one of the, you were just stuck inside because it was so smoky outside because of the forest fires and but here I am asking for, you know, everybody to please pray that I'll be pregnant long, longer. longer. <laughs> yep. So um, we just prayed he would be five days late because that's when my mother-in-law was coming into town. And um, and so wouldn't you know it, Sean had gone to the airport to pick up his mom. They got home. And a few minutes later, I just said, okay, 
it's our time. <laughs> I'm ready <laughs> to go. go to the hospital. And I had uh, found a doctor, so that was good. Oh, good. Because I'm sure that was kind of stressful too, finding someone. Or were you just like, eh, whatever? Yeah, eh, whatever. He'll he'll make his appearance. <laughs> Somebody will bring him into this world. <laughs> Somebody will catch. Maybe it will be you, Sean. <laughs> right, right. So, um, yeah, so we, I had never been to the hospital. I had the address. So um, <laughs> we knew where we were going. And, um, and labor was a lot quicker this time. I still had horrible back labor, and uh, but not as sick. And um, I don't remember it being as long. I think it was about half the time, yeah. maybe eight hours at the most. And um, Ash was born, and it was just, um, it was a pretty you know, a relatively easy experience, uneventful birth, no, no you know, yeah. heart rates dropping too much or anything, you know, right. crazy going on. And so it was a, it was a good birth and, but I'll just never forget that feeling of a shoulder making it through the birth canal and just, just kind of popping through. And then it's just instant relief after that. Oh yeah. And it's just, um, that's the way it was with both, a ki- both kids. And so that was, once you hit that point, then, you know, okay, smooth sailing. Yeah. Get those shoulders out and you're home free. Yep. Yep. So um, my mother-in-law did an awesome job of just taking care of, you know, our little two-year-old and keeping her occupied and doing all kinds of fun stuff together. And so I got to just totally bond with Asher and, um, you know, just spend a lot of time with him, especially. And Shayla was so great every time that um, Asher would cry. She would just run around the house and find a binky and a blankie and come bring him. You know, so sweet things to soothe him, and it's very sweet. It's probably not quite so common now. <laughs> it's okay. Now they just bicker a lot, but um, they also have a lot of fun together. So yeah, I think since they are so close in age, they right. have a lot of similar interests, and and they're homeschooled. They're together. They are together a lot. A lot. Yeah, yeah. So what was that season in California like for you? How long were you guys down there? You know, you have two little babies and you just moved. Yeah, two babies. And um, it was it was great. It was um, there just were so many neat people yeah. that we just had so much fun getting plugged in and just building this um, second, you know, second community down there. Mm-hmm. And um, the kids, you know, just grew up with all these young life kids around them, high schoolers, and um, just such a love for older kids. Yeah. And uh, just, you know, and older kids always think little kids are fun and cute. Mm-hmm. So it was a pretty pretty fun way for, I think, them to grow up. And so we were there for seven years. And um, Asher's whole life, he likes the fact that he was born in California. And, um, yeah, it's just kind of a – it was a good, good transition, a good time to just really – have it be, you know, not just us, but um, just this whole, this whole, it just goes to show you that you can move mm-hmm. and have so many rich experiences, meet people that you can have depth of relationship that surpasses, you know, people you might have grown up with or known right. for 30 years. Right. And um, so I wouldn't trade it. It was great. Yeah. It was and really was fun. Sean on full-time Young Life staff at that point? He was. He okay. started full-time staff. I think about five years into our marriage. Okay. And um, five or six years into our marriage. And so he had already been on staff for a few years by the time Shayla came into the world. Mm-hmm. So that was good because I was already completely used to his always on call schedule. Sure. And uh, crazy, crazy hours and crazy things you do for people and, yep. you know, all that that entails. And so um, we just, we, it's always kind of been our family business, I guess. And yeah. uh, we kind of try to view it as that. It seems like it's less, um, less sacrificial, maybe that way. Right. When you guys are a team. Yeah, totally. I love that. So how did you guys end up coming back to Washington? We ended up, um, we had a family, uh, it was kind of sad, but my dad passed away three years ago. And Mm -hmm. when he got kind of sick, we just started feeling like, you know, I think maybe our family is supposed to be our main ministry right now. And so we just started feeling that tug towards home. And we didn't know how we were going to get there. We didn't really feel at that point that it was, we were released from our post in Northern California. Yeah. We had a really great program going and we weren't, um, we weren't ready to just, we didn't feel called away. 
um, we just started to have those first little tugs at our heart that maybe it was time to come home. And um, at the same time, my husband's uh, mom's health had been kind of deteriorating. And so um, as things progressed, my dad ended up passing away. And so we just um, started feeling like, you know, gosh, this is this is turning into a different situation than yeah. what we had thought. And in the meantime, God had opened a pretty huge door and not just like a, a door, like a garage door. <laughs> so and there was a position open for the um, Young Life Area Director position right in Puyallup. And that's just, you know, that's just home. We're both yeah. Sumner Bonnie Lake people. And so um, for that to open up right there was just pretty, pretty amazing. And just really felt like God was saying, here you go. Here's a spot to be. And um, so he just really made a way for us to be able to come home. That's awesome. So, so we did. And you guys have been back here for three years? Just over two. I just guess over two, two and a half. Two and a half. Feels like forever. Yeah, you just kinda, like. Kind of feels like we never left. You <laughs> infiltrated easily. We did. <laughs> like, hey guys, we're back. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, awesome. We, we definitely jumped back in with two feet and uh and it's been, it's been great. It's been really fun. Cool. Yeah. How do you feel like, I'm not one who believes like balance is a thing. Like I kind of think it's, um, what's Jen Hatmaker said? She says it's like a, a mythical creature, like a unicorn. <laughs> um, but for the sake of um, the question, how do you feel like you balance being a mom and being in ministry? Is, is there a balance or is it just like we take it all as it comes. Like, how do you kind of navigate, um, you know, ministry and young life and your kids and your family? Mm-hmm. Well, it's definitely been something that um, we, I have worked on over the years and mm-hmm. um, it's, we're 15 years now into full-time ministry and it's definitely been a huge learning curve. And there are times when I would push away from that role of being the support person to somebody in full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. And I f- felt that when I did push away, the resentment grew. And um, I started to resent, you know, well, there's not that much time left for us. And there's hmm. so much time that just gets given to everybody else. But as I got a little older and... Um, you know, probably through a lot of prayer, just started to realize the more we press into the things God is calling us, then is, you know, that's when we get kind of released into this really great place where you just um, can do all the things you're meant to do. Yeah. And um, so pressing into ministry and um, all the things that God has for us has been, it's been good. It's been life changing. And it's, you know, the, it just feels like the more that we do that, the more God um, just gives us strength to keep doing it and shows us more and more opportunities to, you know, just reach out in other ways and new ways and show God's love and um, try to meet people where they, where they are. And it's, it's interesting now with small children because so much of that is just seen. And, um, and so it's, I think though that we are cultivating hearts in our kids that are, Mm -hmm. you know, leaning towards, um, service and looking out for the underdog and just trying to reach that that person that's the farthest out yeah definitely yeah it's definitely that young life model reach the kids who are the farthest out yep yep and hopefully in a few years or even now your kids will be able to see that person yeah and really bring them in definitely which i think is an incredible gift that you guys give your kids yeah oh definitely and it's um we're getting ready to go on a mission trip next month and um, that's going to be great. I cannot wait. Hey, boo. What do you need? Hi. <gasps> okay. You ran out here in your sockies? Okay, is your movie still going on? Okay, we're almost Wait, done. You're doing really good. You paused it. Good job. Oh, wow. That's impressive. Okay. Monroe, do people ever say that you look like your mama? <laughs> <laughs> I can it's see it. Okay, shut that door, girl. Okay, you got it? Okay. Don't you just love that? Yeah, she's like my little twinner. Totally. And just the, I paused it. And I mean, just at least this is how it goes. It just gets better and better and better. I mean, they're so cute when they're little, but I'm telling you, when they start to 
be more independent. Yeah, and just do things. It's just like, I will magic. Take, I will take that man. I'll never forget when my kids first went, uh, were able to take a shower on their own. It was just like, oh, and you washed your hair? Yes. <laughs> and you, you used a washcloth like everywhere? Yes. You used soap? Yes. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yes. Way to go. I know. She's definitely getting there. Like she can, we're working on, um, you know, getting dressed all by ourselves. Like she can do it sometimes. She's just super slow. And like, I'm like, come on, <laughs> get your socks on. But you know, things like getting dressed and, mm-hmm. you know, getting in your car, car seat all by yourself. Oh yeah. Buckled. Buckle. Like yeah, she can do huge. it. Sometimes she just gets lazy and doesn't want to, but mm-hmm. I'm like, come on sis. Like right. help a mama out. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, I think especially when they see us struggling to help baby number two yes. do something or get them some need they absolutely cannot meet for themselves. And I think it really empowers yeah. the older one to, to help to help and to be part of it. What do you feel like is one of the most challenging seasons of your life or what is maybe one of the, like, the hardest trials or um, challenges the Lord has brought you through? Well, I think um, I think just living a life in full-time ministry is the biggest challenge that God has really put in my life. And mm-hmm. it's just such a mix of trying to always do what God has asked of of me mm-hmm. with a happy heart. Yeah, that's the hardest that's part. That's the hard part. <laughs> with a happy heart, yeah. yeah. I'm a good doer, and I just need to make sure that my motives are, you know, they're they're pure and they're good and they're I'm doing things because... Um, because I know what's what God wants me to do and yeah. what He's enabled me to do. Yeah. But it's um, definitely, you know, I'm glad I can pray to God. I'm really glad I don't, you know. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm glad that I can wake up every morning and God's mercies are new. Mm-hmm. And all the things I screwed up yesterday are, you know, water under the bridge as far as He's concerned. And, and I can um, start fresh and... I think um, homeschooling has been a very sanctifying hmm. part of my uh, my journey. Journey, yes, and and it's been good. I really um, have spent a long time, you know, contemplating how do we keep this enjoyable and not just something to slug through and you know and endure mm-hmm. to enjoy it. It's just like my kids; I want to enjoy them. Yeah, I don't want them to be bratty and you know, frustrating so that I don't enjoy them because we have a lot of hours in the together. day together. So we, um, we try to work on a lot of character stuff and I feel like most of the character stuff is me. So, uh, <laughs> What's your favorite uh, part about homeschooling? Um, I get to learn all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And it's just so fun. I've always loved learning and I just get to indulge that on such a big level. Mm-hmm. And our whole day is just learning things and taking in information and figuring out how to make it relevant in their lives as nine and 11 year olds. Yeah. And, um, so pursuing, pursuing knowledge is, you know, one of my favorite things to do. And so the fact that we get, I get to do that with them is great. They used to both be in a little Christian school in California Mm -hmm. and I know they would come home with their little homework and we'd work on their projects together. And I just always felt like, wow, I am missing so much of what they are doing because they're just gone. Yeah. And so it's been neat. And at that point, I didn't even have homeschool on my radar. Yeah. So I just kind of figured that's the way it is. And so the fact that we get to work on things together now, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. It's I love fun. it. It's fun. There are points in every day. I like to always make sure that I say this. There are points in every day. <laughs> Where I completely rethink everything I've ever done. And um, as far as this whole decision to homeschool goes and, uh, you know, a lot of doubt starts to set in. But ultimately, I know that, um, you know, moms are really good teachers for kids. Mm-hmm. And we taught them how to talk and walk and yeah. eat and, you know, be. Yeah, we did fair, do that, didn't fairly we? Fairly normal. Yeah, <laughs> we did. We get to take credit for that. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, I think that they, um, that's been a big, you know, a big, a big switch for me. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay. So you're like a few seasons ahead of probably a lot 
of people who listen to the show who have like newborn babies or little like little littles toddlers so being like a just a few years ahead like what for I think two parts like what kind of advice or encouragement would you give to moms of littles and then what would you say like as you know someone who's not in their 20s like we've kind of like you know we've we've lived some life we've lived Mm -hmm. some years we've been married for a while like we've we've been doing it for Mm -hmm. a bit like what what have you learned and what kind of encouragement would you give to some of those moms who are um maybe a few seasons behind you well i think the best advice i ever got was um once you have two kids somebody will always be crying (laughs) yeah so if that's the standard that there's kind of a lot of freedom in that, right? There's a lot of freedom. <laughs> if, if someone's crying all the time, it means you're doing something right. Yeah. And you just kind of expect it. And on the off chance, there aren't two people crying. There's not even one person crying. Then hallelujah. Oh my gosh. Just go, you know, I don't know. I don't even know. Cause I did always have somebody crying. <laughs> <You did. laughs> I think if uh, somebody wasn't crying, I would have done a happy dance. So, um, but the um that was the best advice I ever got with littles and um and then I think just moving forward it's so cliche but don't sweat the small stuff and it's there's just so many little things that can undo me if I let them and um the more I just take a deep breath and um try to not react on the first impulse um the better off it is for everybody in the room yeah It's hard to do, though. It is very hard to do. (laughs) Totally. What do you feel like the Lord's really teaching in you and growing in you in this season of your life? Well, I think um, just the idea that my I want to live within my own harvest Mm. and I don't need to be reaching too far beyond, um, you know, what's right here in front of me to um, to be my ministry, my kids, my husband. Um, you know, what's going on right in our own house. And we always have a flood of kids after school when public school gets out. Um, Mm -hmm. There's always a lot of kids in and out of the house. And, you know, to just be content that that is my ministry right now. And, um, and I love that. I love that feeling that I don't, that I'm probably, I probably am doing enough. And I I don't need to strive. I don't need to feel I mean, I'm going to strive every day to, sure. you know, be a better mama and a better wife and all those things, but that, um, that I'm enough and, you know, I don't, I don't need to feel like, gosh, I should be going back to school right now, or I should be doing this, sure. or I should be doing that. You know, I just, it's just a hamster wheel I don't want to get on. And the more I have taken out of my schedule, it feels like, uh, the more God has filled me up with just stuff that I think he would want from me. And I didn't really get that for a long time because I was always very busy. I guess I kind of still am busy, but I feel like I've been really selective about what to let in the schedule and not just said yes to everything right. that comes through. And that can be challenging, especially in your spouses in full-time ministry, because there's a lot of good things to say yes to all the time. It's a right. steady stream. Never, never ending. Never ending. Opportunities. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of moms and a lot of people in the world would feel like they're just not enough. I think a lot of people feel like that. I don't think. Definitely. Gosh, I think it's a pretty common thing. And I think our world kind of portrays our inadequacies Mm -hmm. really well or targets our inadequacies really well in those deep places of our heart. And, you know, I'm like, that's just such a lie of the enemy. It is. That you're not enough, that you're not perfect as you are and yes we're sinners and we always have the opportunity opportunity to grow but christ died for us while we were still sinners while we were still imperfect while we were still far away from him and he said no you are my chosen one i've called you i love you enough to send my one and only son um to so that i could have relationship with you forever like you are enough exactly just as you are and there's nothing you could ever do to make me love you more and that is just gosh i mean it's hard it's hard it's hard to just be like okay and and really accept that and live that life that you are christ's beloved 
Like, what would our lives look like if we really sat there and lived like we were the beloved of the Lord? Like, that's just, that gets me all the time. Yes. Our lives would be very uncomplicated, I think, at that point. Yeah. I think we just allow so much in that is related to striving after and trying to fill those inadequacies. And, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's done. It's done for us. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. just have to rest in it. <laughs> yeah. It's already been done. All the work has been done on the cross already. Um, Jesus came as a baby a long time ago. Um, so, oh, that's awesome. I love that, Erin. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That's so good. Definitely. Okay. What are your three favorite, favorite things? Could be anything in your life right now. Well, um, as you know, I'm a podcast junkie. Yes, I've gotten <laughs> so many podcasts from my friend Aaron. <laughs> and um, so, you know, I um, if I'm not teaching or being needed by somebody, I will always have an earbud in my ear and I'm listening to something. And um, if it's not a podcast, then it is Audible or Overdrive for library books. And... Um, so right now I'm listening to um, Meg Meeker, uh, it's about your son, um, Strong Mothers, Strong Sons, or something oh, yeah, like that. Sounds, I feel like um, Dr. Dobson quotes her in his book, Bringing Up Girls. Yeah, it's been a really good book, and I'm partway through, and I'm glad it's on Audible because it's very long, and Strong Mothers, Strong Sons, that's what it is. Okay. And it's really long, and I, it's such good information, and I know... A hundred percent know that I would not sit down and read that book. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Not going to happen. And um, so I could not, I could not live right now without uh, a device and some earphones, because I just feel like it's it's the thing that keeps pouring into me. Um, you know, all kinds of good stuff, good information, fun, neat things that I wouldn't wouldn't know otherwise. And um, and then my second thing is yoga. I have to yeah. do yoga. And um, I have to go somewhere and do yoga because if I do it at home, then somebody's coming in. And, right. And touching you. And, and <laughs> laugh, like, yeah, stop laughing at me. some pose or something. I try to do yoga with my kids, you know, during the course of our homeschool. And that's fun. We, we have a lot mm-hmm. of fun with that. And um, but when I'm in it for me, I just need to go to a class. And yeah. um, so I go to the Y and go to a class every week. And I love it. And um, that's that's the thing that I look forward to. And I really try to protect that in my schedule. Yeah. And build Good things around it. Yeah. It's hard when you're a mom to to feel 100% guilt free about doing something like that. But it's so necessary. So good. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And then the third thing, hmm, I don't know. I really enjoy being with my kids. And I think we just, we have so much fun together. I mean, it'd be great if my husband was able to join us on a lot of our excursions, but they are just fun little explorer adventurers. And so we go on a lot of adventures and do a lot of exploring. And it is just fun to have you know, some little people there to share yeah. it with. And there might be little squabbles and arguments and bad attitudes. But, we, you know, for the most part, we work through all that. And um, we have a lot of, we had, we do have a lot of fun together. And it's been fun to be back in the Northwest because I feel like I'm experiencing it as, you know, somewhat of a tourist. Mm-hmm. But um, really seeing it for the gem that it is. I think I had gotten a little, you know, just jaded over the years and, just um, not realized what there was to see. And now I get to see it through my kids' eyes. And so it's yeah. it's really an amazing place. Yeah. It's pretty That's special. So cool. Yeah, Yes. It may be cold sometimes. <laughs> it may be gray. It may be gray, yeah. but that's okay. We have light therapy here we in do. Washington. This is true. <laughs> if anyone needs it, I've got my little light therapy back here. Oh, you do? You do. I that really do. I probably need one of those too. Yes. I think everyone does. Yeah. That and a whole bunch of vitamin D. Um, yes. But we'll make it. We yeah. sure will make it to the spring. So We will. We will. And yeah. we have a whole week of sunshine on the forecast. That's right. so yes, we do. I'm excited for that. So awesome. We'll have to go on some adventures soon. Yeah, you will. Yeah. I want to hear about them. Yeah. So cool. Okay, Erin, thank you so much for hanging out with me Aww. and coming. This is fun. I always love chatting with you. And I feel like I always learn something Aww. from you. So thank you. Well, for- thank you for having me. Yeah. It's very fun. I love your podcast. I've listened to all of them. 
and um, it's been fun. You have a lot of amazing friends, and I just feel like Thanks. after listening to so many stories, it's it is just neat to see that no matter how um, eventful or uneventful we feel that our lives have been, yeah, there's always something good that um, that comes out of that. Yeah, it's a God story. It really is. That's Always. I think that's um, one thing I've really learned through just hearing and sitting with people is that I don't I don't know what your story is always going to be, and I don't know what everyone's going to say. Um, but the theme of the Lord just showing up for people is the same, and I love that. And I think it forces you to take your eyes off your own stuff your eyes off of your own circumstance or your own worry or your own, you know, insufficiency and just say, you know, Jesus is, Jesus is enough. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus is going to be all I need. And if I take my eyes off of myself and put them on the Lord, then I'm going to have a whole lot of joy. And I think that's what sharing stories does. I think it helps us grow our faith and look to the Lord when it's easy to just sit in your own stuff. And so I'm like, I love it. I love being (laughs) here. And and you're exactly right. Like no matter how ordinary you think your life is or how boring or mundane or I'm just another stay at home mom or I'm Mm -hmm. just another full time working mom or whatever your season looks like. I think the Lord is always going to be faithful to show up. Um, and to use your life if you let him. So I love, I love hearing, I love hearing your story and all the ones that have come before us. So I'm really excited. Yeah. I love being here. I think you just, what you just said was the key. I mean, if we, God's going to do stuff in our life, regardless of um, what we think we're letting him or not. But when we choose to be obedient and we choose to seek out what he has for us, it is a wild ride. Yeah. I mean, there are just so many times we've seen God work in our lives in in just God-sized ways. That's all I can put it, because it's not stuff we could conjure up. Right. Just the, the craziest things that um, God's brought us to and through. And it's just um, it's just so powerful to live a life uh, loving and trusting God. Yeah, it is. It is a wild journey. <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> so is. <laughs> I was just meeting with um, a couple of my girlfriends last night who I just love and um, sitting around in our pajamas eating um, buffalo chicken dip. And it was just so good. <laughs> and and we were sitting there talking about how like the Lord has never promised us an easy life. Like he's never promised us this carefree life full of favor and blessing and prosperity or, you know, any of those things. Like if you look at the disciples or you look at, you know, these, um, people in the Bible, these heroes of the faith, like most of them died (laughs) pretty horrific deaths, (laughs) like, or martyred or, you know, um, starved to death on the Island of Patmos. I mean, come on, like Mm -hmm. none of it looks glamorous right? or fun from the outside, but the Lord has used them and has restored them and just has sanctified them in such amazing ways. And so I'm like, gosh, okay, we can take our eyes off of our stuff and put them back on Jesus and we're going to be okay. Definitely. We're going to be okay. Well, thank you, Erin, so much for coming. This has been so fun. Thank you. Isn't Erin fun, you guys? I knew when I met her this fall, I wanted to spend more time with her. And thankfully, on our first meeting, we had a lot of hours in the car on the road to Malibu. I will tell you, she makes motherhood look easy. And we all know that is a hard thing to do. I loved our conversation about what it looks like to take our eyes off of our own stuff and put them on Jesus. It's so hard to do, but that's why sharing our stories is so important. We build our faith when we see the Lord doing incredible things in the lives of those around us. And I just loved when Erin encouraged all of us to remember that we are enough. I think the enemy likes to weasel his way in, into the heart of moms, and breathe this little lie that we are not enough. But the truth is that we are. We are enough. We are doing enough. And we are great moms. Friends, thank you for listening. I love this podcast probably more than I will ever be able to say to you guys. So thank you. Thank you for being here. Today, I spent all day with Jeff 
on my online video course. We edited the entire day. It was, we got so much done, you guys. I'm so excited. We are getting closer and closer each week. I can't wait to show you the finished product here soon. This course is going to be perfect for new mamas and experienced mamas who just need a refresher. It's real and authentic and honest. You know I'll be sharing it all with you first. So stay tuned in the months to come. I'll have a teaser promo video out for you guys very soon here. In the meantime, head on over to my website and sign up for my free six-day email course. We cover tons and tons of great stuff in there. It's a great foundation to your childbirth education. It's designed to provide you with the tools you need to have an awesome birth experience. If you'd like to support the show, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. I'd love it if you would subscribe as well. I don't want you to miss out on all the awesome that is to come. I'd love to be a resource for you however I can. Send me a message and let me know how I can support you. Keep doing what you're doing, mamas. I pray you've been encouraged today. See you next week. Mm -hmm.